Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. For today, we will continue on with our monthly emerging markets conversation. So glad to welcome back to Top of the Morning once again, Alejo Zerwanko, the Chief Investment Officer for Emerging Markets Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Alejo, welcome back. Great to be with you as always. Looking forward to catching up and speaking about the emerging markets with you. Dan, thank you. Absolutely. So, Alejo, I know you're joining us to talk about the latest monthly flagship from your team, Investing in Emerging Markets. The title for this month is Mind the Differences. So let's dive into this a bit. In the piece, you do begin, Alejo, by highlighting that March, it came in like a lamb and went out like a lion, at least as far as global financial markets are concerned. So, Alejo, to begin, can you walk us through what you mean by that? Of course, Dan. As you know, the, the month of March began as a fairly mellow one, and this was dramatically altered by the failure of Silicon Valley Bank, which in turn triggered a mad dash among investors to try to figure out whether other banks globally could be experiencing critical vulnerabilities. Um, as, as you know, we saw policymakers in the U.S. and Europe react quite quickly and assertively to try to limit contagion from this developments. I think they drew on lessons from past crisis. And I do think that the ongoing stress in the global banking sector is, for this and other reasons, unlikely to become systemic in nature and to spiral out of control. That said, we do need to recognize that confidence is a key pillar of any well-functioning financial system and one in which we've agreed as a society to coexist with a fractional reserve banking system. And confidence has been eroded, especially as uh, many small and and mid-sized banks are concerned. Um, Against this backdrop, then, the nature of the tightening in financial conditions in the U.S. and in Europe is changing quite a bit. In the U.S., for instance, bank lending standards look set to become a lot stricter. This means the Fed which has been fighting inflation in recent months by raising interest rates, is now, in our view, much more likely to be closer to an end uh, of the hiking cycle. And uh, in sum, the, the main macroeconomic consequence of all of this, then, is that we're seeing an increase in the likelihood and an acceleration in the timing of a meaningful slowdown in the U.S. economy, not least because roughly 50% of all credit in the U.S. is issued by by banks. So in sum, um, you know, we're coming out of March, starting into April with a very different outlook from the one we had just a month ago. So Alejo, as you pointed out, a lot of factors at play that are influencing investor sentiment. I'm curious of what you've shared with us. How is this all affecting emerging markets? I think it's fascinating what's going on, Dan, because, of course, emerging markets are not immune to what's going on in in the U.S. and the the European banking systems. But they are, uh, I'm talking about developing economies, marching to a somewhat different beat, right? Uh, Their banking sectors have exhibited quite a bit of resilience. The banks are under our coverage, remaining quite good health. And when you look at market performance, Emerging market financials in March were down by less than 2% in U.S. dollar terms. When you look at U.S. financials or European financials, they were down at some point well into the double digits, right? And so there's some contrast going on there. Um, 
in addition, unlike the US and Europe, emerging economies have begun to more clearly reflect China's post-pandemic acceleration, uh, which is in turn supported by fairly accommodative liquidity conditions out of China. That's another point of contrast, right? We're talking about a, a China central bank, China fiscal policy that is on aggregate easing, while the picture in the U.S. and in Europe is showing quite a bit of tightening. So this is at the core of the title of the report. Mind the differences, mind the difference in terms of the behavior and resilience of the banking sector, mind the differences in terms of um, the divergent path of of monetary policy across um, developed markets and and the largest emerging markets, right? Um, Finally, I'd say, Dan, that looking ahead, the nature of the tightening in U.S. liquidity could be argued as being less damaging to emerging markets because developing countries are less sensitive to U.S. bank lending standards relative to changes to the Fed's policy rate. And in this context, it's worth noting that we as a team, the chief investment office, we have become more confident that the U.S. dollar is about to embark on a weakening trend, uh, which would actually help ease financial conditions in emerging markets. So with that optimistic outlook, so to speak, in mind for the emerging markets, Alejo, what does this all mean for portfolio positioning? How are you recommending that investors position within the space at this time? What looks attractive? Definitely. Allow me to take a step back and highlight that in terms of global portfolio positioning, we have been advocating a preference for quality and defensive assets for some time. We have recently moved further down this direction by downgrading global stocks to least preferred and upgrading global bonds to most preferred. Uh, We also reinforce the message that investors should try to diversify away from U.S. and growth stocks, which are challenged by declining corporate earnings and relatively high valuations. By contrast, we continue to like emerging market stocks These are being powered, we think, I expect them to be powered by a relatively strong earnings growth outlook, China's recovery, relatively attractive valuations. To put into perspective then, we're penciling in positive, low single-digit earnings growth for emerging market stocks this year, high single-digit earnings growth for 2024. Um, This is a more desirable uh, type of dynamics than what we see, for instance, in the U.S. market. Finally, I'd say many investors in recent months have been holding more cash than usual in anticipation of higher interest rates in a way rolling over short-term debt. We think that with policy rates now closer to a peak in the U.S. and Europe, it's time to start to lock in attractive yields. And in this context, the universe of U.S. dollar-denominated bonds from emerging markets remains quite enticing, and we think compensates investors for the risk involved. Well, Alejo, thank you for dropping by top of the morning, as always, for keeping our listeners, our clients current on CIO's 
thinking when it comes to the emerging markets, especially with respect to portfolio positioning within the asset class. I, again, do want to point out the monthly flagship from Alejo's team investing in emerging markets. Title, Mind the Differences, is available now for you up on UBS.com slash CIO, of course, for our clients of UBS listening in. You can contact your financial advisor here at UBS if you would like to receive a copy of the monthly Investing in Emerging Markets flagship publication directly. Though, again, for today, we have been joined by Alejo Zerwanko, the Chief Investment Officer for Emerging Markets Americas with UBS CIO. Alejo, great catching up as always. Thank you again. Definitely, Dan. Have a great day. Thank you. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.